What song you trying to... Jolene, Jolene, Jolene. No, it's okay. It's okay. okay. It's okay. It, I was trying to do something. I was trying to be like a It didn't it work out. It didn't work out for me. Okay. But it's a cute song. Who's that by? Um, His name is, or their name is Victony and K. Tizo. Oh, Victony. Oh, okay. That's interesting. That's a nice song. It's like a vibe. Like, it's a good vibe. I like it. Yeah, I remember it was popular for a minute on... um. TikTok for a second. Mm, TikTok be having all this stuff. It do, it do. Anyway, guys, hello, hello, guys. How you guys doing today? My name is Damio. And I am Erica Mona. And this is Cross Cultured. Back again with another episode. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? How y'all feeling? How you doing? How was your week? My week was super busy, hella busy. I, I acted this week, guys. It was background work, so it wasn't, like, the most dramatic mm-hmm. shit. But, okay, so I did two shows. Mm-hmm. One of them is a pilot for Epic Show. It's not even out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Justified. So, I mean, that that one, I was I was a photographer or whatever, so uh-huh. don't even look for me. I'm going to blend in with the crowd. <laughs> it really is, like, I was just there for space. But I did Southside yesterday. Okay. And Southside, I love Southside. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's based in Chicago. It's mm-hmm. called, it's about the Southside of Chicago. Um, and that one, I feel like you're probably gonna see me because it was a lot of it was a lot of moments. What did you do? I was a party guest. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give too much about the episode, but okay. um, it was like a, a fundraiser, an event going on, mm-hmm. and I was a guest. Um, and me and one of the core actors, we were right next to each other, and they were like, ah. so like we had to interact a lot for the scenes. So I was like, oh, because just by the nature of we had to interact. So by a interacting, lot. like you guys had to like talk. Did they tell you what to talk about? Or you like no, fake so talking? No, we were pantomiming. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of like it, it's a, it's silliness too. So y'all might see me be doing some silly mm-hmm. shit. So. It was it was fun. This is my first time working on a comedy too. I usually do dramas, uh-huh. and like I thought, it was fun working on a comedy. It was just laughs all day. Like it was, really? cause like every time you shoot, the actors may throw in a different line just to keep it fresh and funny. Mm-hmm. And so many times I was like this close to breaking, cause it just be funny. Like no, you did not just throw that in there. I like that. So That's that was good. Do they like provide you with cost- costumes and stuff? Um, so the costume it depends on your role. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the most part, they kind of give you an idea of how you should dress. Got it. Um, so you get the option of costuming yourself, and then the wardrobe department will look at you. Mm-hmm. They may tweak something if they feel like mm, I don't like that. You know, they typically tell you to bring like three options, three outfit okay. options, or whatever. So yeah, it's pretty like I'm walking around like a stage mom with my suitcase and all of that. Good job. That's nice. Good for you. I like that. Keep that up. Thanks. Keep that I might make a real. I've been trying to make this real. Yeah, for the let's I see what it looks like, at least behind the scenes and stuff. Yes, yes, yes. How about you? That's uh, for me. It's been pretty chill. You know, um, it's just been a couple of days since I resigned from my job, so that was on Monday, and today's Friday. So I think I've been waking up good, like not like dreading, like oh my god, I got a clock in. Mm-hmm. I had moments where I was just like. Wait, did you like really resign? Like, did you make the right decision? Like, you know, some moments where I'm yeah. like nervous, like, 
wait, that's it? Like, yeah. am I not supposed to be doing something else right now? <laughs> no, it's really, really cool. It's really inspiring. You know what Thank I mean? I'm you. like, wow. Like, you know, you've honed into something mm-hmm. so much that you're able to, like, turn it into your... Your real income, your real lifestyle is not yeah. a, it's no, it's no longer a hobby or a side hustle. Uh, so exactly. You know what it's I'm saying? It's my main hustle. It's, it is the hustle. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that is very, very, it's, it's so exciting. I'm sure as your entrepreneurship journey continues, it'll continue to be more and more and more Amen, exciting. amen, amen. Yeah, so I've been waking, I've been feeling good. Like, I have been feeling good. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. Ah, uh, but Dami, you know, like you know how we like to start. How do we like to start? Well, guys, we like to start with the hot topics. All right, are we going to order? Do we like this order? Yeah, I think this order is fine. All right, so we're gonna start with obviously the biggest and most exciting thing to have happen in the streets um, since six years ago. It's been six years? It's been six years, wow. honey. And in six years, we haven't heard this. Those are the, the girls that know. No. The girls that don't, they don't. Y'all know who I'm talking about. The Queen Bee finally dropped Renaissance. We've been waiting for Renaissance to drop. She, she announced it like a month ago, right? Yeah, almost a month ago. I don't think it was a full month ago. I feel, yeah, it was. It was a minute ago when Break My Soul. I feel like Break My Soul dropped. It is a yeah, a month ago. You definitely right. It's definitely been at least a month ago. Yeah, so yeah. it's here. It was leaked. It was. It was leaked. So let's start there. It was leaked. But you know, Beehive was very, very like gee, they loyal. Gee. They said if you Beehive for real, you would never. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't actually. I was like, I'll just wait till it, it was a fake leak. First of all, I really wish they they shouldn't have called it a leak. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really a leak because mm-hmm. to me, a leak is a digital like it is now. You can find it online at anybody's fingertips. Mm-hmm. What happened was um, because you know they still sell digital copies, which I didn't know people still sell digital copies. But they sent you know with digital copies they sent it to the stores early they put it on the shelves mm-hmm. two days like the early. cds and stuff like as soon as they got it they start stocking yeah, yeah rather than wait till thursday night or and, whatever. and people of course were posting you know the pictures exactly. that's what i love what i miss about cds because like you know it has all the pictures and stuff mm-hmm. you know oh, that's um, true you open it you do see uh, all the photos. a little photo shoot going on but you know what i listened to the album and i love it my favorite right now is church girl yeah, and Virgo's groove. That's so crazy to me that people like Church Girl like I that. Love, I, I love like Church Girl. I like Church Girl. I really like Church Girl, but I'm like, damn, this one my stand up. Which one's your stand up? It's so many. I can't even say like a stand out. I don't mind Thick, too. Thick, thick is, is like, oh, okay. It's talk fashion. It start, start like, oh, but then it keep going for me. I like, it, it's a lot. I love Alien Superstar. Energy, of course, breaking my soul. Plastic of off the sofa. Plastic I do love our nice. gr- group. Uh-huh. Move, heated. Like, it really hey, keep- Move wasn't that much for me, actually. Oh, I liked it. And, yeah, All Up In Your Mind was super poppy for me. Mm-hmm. It almost, to me, was like, damn, this could have been Rihanna's song. You know, I think I feel like this is what Sierra be trying to do with her new style <gasps> of music. Think about it, G. Damn. No, think about it. Like, this is her new song, Jump. Make the booty go jump, jump, whatever. You think this is I feel like this is what she's trying. She's trying to get in that dance disco. That dancey disco house, you know, poppy, not super R&B no more. Like, mm. even her last one that she did, I forgot. Level Up? 
Her level up was hip hop ish, but I feel like oh, which one you talking? She had one, not the one. She two. did have in between. She, yeah, in I between forgot what it's called. Exactly. Remember she made that song with Lala and Lupita, all of them rapping on it. Yes. It probably was that song. That goof ass song. So it's just, song I feel like she's trying. This is what she's trying to do, but it just has not really. It's not fully hidden. Damn, it can't hit for you, Sierra. I mean, not, I, I love Sierra. You know what I'm saying? But it's just. This is not a matter of love. It's what <laughs> can she do? She cannot do this. But am I tweaking though? I feel like this is something. Um, or maybe maybe she just. I mean, but this is why, and, and you know what I've been like, like paying more attention to mm-hmm. lately? Genres okay. in both film and. Um, and music, right? Because there's been a lot of conversation about is R&B still R&B? Like, is the genre of R&B disappearing because rappers are singing and singing, singers are rapping or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck, right? And to me, this album that Beyonce put out reminded me that, like, there is there are such things, a genre. There There is levels to this. There is, like, there is really a choice in actively chasing a certain type of sound and leaning into it and arranging it for this Mm -hmm. and that. So it's like, I feel like Sierra doesn't know music well enough to arrange the music in that way. Mm. Like, And that's no shade to Sierra. I just feel like she... She not in her her musical bag deep enough. No, it's like this is like fun projects for her. It's it's, it's like, housewife oh, shit. It's yeah, something to do. It's like I have a little break right now. You know, with my husband, he's off on camp playing football, whatever, and the kids are in school. Let me hop in the studio and you know, someone write something cute for me. You know, yeah. She's not really in her bag. Like I'm really trying to get into this music stuff and be inspired and be in, you know. And, it's giving legacy act. It doesn't even give <laughs> like, legacy. Like act. seriously, like if if like Patty Labelle dropped tomorrow it's like uh-huh. oh you know she she did her thing in her prime yeah. already she just dropping music for the love of music that's what it is for the and love that, of music and that's what it is for sierra like her actual like i'm in the music industry yeah time is over she actually recently it's crazy that we're talking about sierra and beyonce but uh-huh. she recently actually came out and said how she came about to own her masters and ironically enough semi unfortunately um she said they just gave it to her because they did not think it was worth anything. Damn. Like, that that's literally how she ended up getting... Well, good for her. You know, and, and then she flipped and then she had level up. Mm. So then she was able to be like, man, forget y'all. I leveled up literally yeah, on y'all yeah, asses. Yeah. But they handed it to her. As, and that's insulting. Like, girl, have your stuff. That's insulting. Like, we hear so much what musicians have to do to get their music yeah. back. Because of whatever, you know, it's a tug of, I want my money and I want exactly. it now. So for them to just be like, girl, everybody want oh. Speaking of masters, let's get into it with Kellis. Because, how do you say? Kellis. Kellis. I say Kellis. Anyway, Kellis, um, you know, she's beefing with Beyonce. Saying that um, Beyonce did not, you know, respectfully, or did not reach out to her. Mm. Regarding, you know, using, well, some of her... Her voice, or I her sound. Which song was the sound? That me. I was gonna ask you. I bet. I was gonna ask you. I'm like, damn. Am I not like not listening clearly? I like, listened to that was album twice. So I said, blended the song? in. It's one of the songs, and actually, she was credited on the song. Like her name is listed on one of those songs. Oh, I didn't see it. However, the issue is that she said Beyonce didn't give her a call. <sighs> and then now it just comes back to like masters, right? It's mm. like. You know, maybe she doesn't own the specific song. Like, right. obviously, and I, you know, obviously in the music industry, before you can use somebody else's, you know, sound or whatever, you do need to get permission. You do need to ask them. You know what I mean? Exactly. And if you don't ask them, they could take the song away from you or they could sue you. So I think, be, and just knowing Beyonce, Beyonce is a professional. 
Like she ain't, and obviously she's been working on this stuff for the past three years. She mentioned like since COVID, she's working on this album. So she's yes. not gonna make that type of mistake to not get permission, you know, the right protocols, whatever, regarding what's gonna be in her song. I think that Kalisa's issue is an issue of um respect and courtesy and not an yeah. issue of like protocol. Legal stuff. Like okay. legal protocol. Because to her, I think that she just feels like being you know my you know me. You know what I mean? Like and in this business as as courtesy commands, we usually text somebody or call somebody in the business like, hey yeah. girl, you know, I'm working on this song. You know, like um who was it that that said it? Um what's this Jack Harlow. Uh-huh. He, on his album, he had a song called Dua Lipa. Okay. Right? Now, obviously, it don't got really shit to do with Dua Lipa other than the fact that he named the song Dua Lipa. Mm-hmm. But out of respect and courtesy mm-hmm. for her being another musician and the song relating to her, he played it for her. Mm-hmm. Same with, you remember Taylor Swift and Kanye and Kim had that drama about him dropping that line, like... Uh, about Taylor Swift in his song. Right, right, and, right, know, right, 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 right. Calling her, or not, you know what I mean? Even though we found out that he did call her, but you know, there was that whole thing. So I think it just is more so. Just etiquette. It's the etiquette of like we're in the industry. And I feel like Khalees got dragged for no reason mm-hmm. because I think that as fans too, y'all gotta stop talking to people. Like they, they, like she's in the industry. Khalees has been in the industry just as long as Beyonce. She is yeah. not. You know, she's not to Beyonce's stature. Yeah. To us. You know what I'm saying? But that's a to us. When Khalees was big, she was big. I feel like Khalees was blackballed. Yeah. She was blackballed, which yeah. which is even why all these things is even even going on. I think that plays a role as to why maybe Beyonce didn't even reach out to her. Because you could tell. Because even her whole, whole, whole issue with Nas, that whole legal issue, domestic yeah. violence, child support. Yeah. She fell off with uh, Pharrell, yeah. all of that. You could tell she was blackballed. Hence why she... I mean, she still makes music. Yeah. But music is not up to par no more. Like, she a cook now. She, that's what yeah, she does. She, she a, a cook. cook. Like, she she's just vegetarian. I have my own farm. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and I cook in my garden type of stuff. That's what she does. Um, so I think that definitely plays a role as to why maybe Beyonce did not call her. And it's rude, you know it what I mean? Bogus. I definitely think that, like, you know, I, I love Beyonce artistically and creatively like the next person does, but I do think it's possible that she she may disregard certain people because she feel like she is who she is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I will never forget. I'm always going to remember when T.Y. Savage publicly asked Beyonce to speak up Mm-hmm. about the SARS police protest in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And to me, I was like, I can't believe Beyonce didn't even regard her. She didn't say anything. She, she didn't even It was, it was her mama her. that made a statement. Like, it was Tina that yeah, made a statement. like, Beyonce didn't even say, like, like, no, like nothing. Mm-hmm. It was no, hey, you know, I, of course I love Nigeria. Obviously, I just did Black Escape. It was nothing. So with that whole T.Y. Savage thing, just to clarify real quick, was it that... Because I'm thinking maybe Beyonce was like, damn, T.O., why didn't you hit me up personally regarding this before you went on social media to, like, call me out mm. on, on not saying something? Right. So maybe that was the issue? Because I don't know if I remember T.O. saying she, she personally reached out to Beyonce and didn't get a response. She said, her going on, on on social media. No, she didn't say that. I think what she just said, like, you know, we need 
like everybody, y'all all love Afro beats. This is yeah. that and the other. This is the moment that we really need yeah, everybody absolutely. to stand up. We've never had this much. Like she and she was just saying names. She was like, all of you celebrities, people that really been here. And she was like, Beyonce, like you, you have so much influence. Absolutely. And I think she pulled on her because they literally just did. Yeah. Black is king. And she didn't say anything negative. It she wasn't did. like she like came for her. She went like Beyonce, you was over here because if it was me, you know me. Beyonce, you <laughs> was just over here doing all type of dances, shaku and doing everything, mm-hmm. shooting in all corners of Lagos. And we need your help, and you ain't said nothing. That's mm-hmm. what I would have said, but I digress. Overall, though, I hope Beyonce goes on tour. I'm willing to sell blood to go. <laughs> um, and oh, I did look it up. So the song that evidently that she sampled Khalees' energy. Energy, yeah. So I'm gonna play it because I want to see if I hear it. I thought I did. On stage rocking out stir crazy, Coco flow like 1980s. That shit sounds like for real. Lazy, none of that maybe energy, energy, energy. Even the way they say energy sounded African to me. This sounded like um, just what's it called already? All them songs that she was making. Did it do a beat switch? Ooh, 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 hold up. Wait. I hear just got energy. Girl, I don't hear it yet. I'm going to fast forward. Yeah, yeah. I think in this part. That's the way the boys sound when I walk through the black, black, black. Then now Uzi, that doozy. Shut, shut, shut. Chillin', mindin' up in this. Poppin' up, paintin' champagne through the ceiling. Sippin' it up, flickin' it up. All this I'm gonna be honest, G. I'm honestly gonna be honest. Mm-hmm. I need to ask myself, do I know Khalees enough to know this? <laughs> like, honestly, if Facts, I was, though. Cause I was listening for Milkshake. That's what. I ain't gonna hold you. That's I what think I was, it was just of her voice or something she may have said. Maybe her cadence. You know, something that she said that was like, oh, okay, but I don't remember it either. I'm not crazy about that song, too, so I... Oh, I, you don't like energy? I'm not crazy about it. I feel like I didn't fully pay attention while I was It was, it was short. It was a good transition mm. before Break My Soul. I feel like sometimes some Beyonce songs, she kind of does too much different things. Go, 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 go. Ooh, la, la, la. It's like... You bogus. <laughs> no, you know... It's, like, it's a little bit like, I get it, you're trying to like Try different things, different sounds, but sometimes it feels displaced to me. I, I also felt like this album, almost every song, I feel like, oh, I've heard her try this sound in another song. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like there was a lot, a, a lot of them. I'm like, oh, this is blow. Yeah, this is go. This is six inch heels. Absolutely. Like th- I heard all the stuff that she's already done, think, not in a negative. I way. think this definitely for Beyonce is a like. Let me do something different. I've done R&B and, you know, pop all my life. I want to try something different, experiment with different sounds. Mm-hmm. And this is what this album was. And it's good. You know, it is good. I like it. I want to bring it back really quick because, you know, we talked a couple of weeks about house music. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, Beyonce was is the second big star. I just want to say, I do think everybody. Who's the first? Drake. She's to drop a house oh, music oh, album. Oh, second big star to what? To drop I mean, a house music uh-huh. album. Um, and I think everybody owes Drake an apology. Y'all owe Drake an apology because people really made it seem like, Drake, don't nobody want to hear this bullshit. Da, 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 da. This was it thing. an album or just a song? It was, the it was an album. Okay, I didn't mm-hmm. listen to a album. I yeah. think I liked the song, the one, I, the one with the, the main one, the single. I liked it. What was even the single? The Did one with Green? Kardashian's Green? boyfriend. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. 
Uh, baby daddy, whatever his name is. So it's like, yeah, I just, I feel like, yeah, if you listen to it, it follows almost. I almost wonder, like, damn, did y'all listen to each other's album? Did y'all talk? <laughs> like, seriously, because it, it's, it's very similar. It's not even oh, like, really? it's not even just the genre. Mm-hmm. I even feel like some of the, the, sounds. the sounds, uh-huh. the, like, they chose to me. I mean, similar. the music industry ain't that big, so they probably work with similar people, yeah, similar yeah. producers, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I think I, I get it, because, you know, with a lot of artists, when they first come out, their issue is that, oh, you know, I don't want to do R&B, or I don't want to do this mm-hmm. and that, I want to do what I really want to do, and they end up falling off, you know, yeah. because it's like, okay, you kind of have to do what the industry or like the label wants you to do a little right. bit and i get the whole issue but i kind of see it as a nine to five like uh, a nine to five is like you don't want to do it but you kind of you have to do it right. so that you could build up and get to that level where you could do whatever the fuck you want to do exactly i mean of course not changing yourself not being you know not being something you're not completely but and sometimes it works for people like what's this um pink you know she started off as r&b true candy was writing her songs for her Mm. Eventually she's like, no, that's my favorite album. Yeah, me too. But actually, eventually she's like, no, I'm more of a punk rock pop girl. I thought it was the opposite. No, R and B was. No, I thought that she wanted to do R and B, but they wanted her to do. No, I thought she says that she's really into soul music. That no, she, she may be into it, but the label wanted her to do that. Oh. That was her first. Yeah, I thought it was. Then the... she, think about it. That was the only and last whatever R and B shit she ever dropped. Her rest is pop. Punk, rock, whatever. I ain't gonna lie. They used to make Eve look like a mulatto. Like her and Faith Evans could have been in the same category. If you look at her first, them first videos when she was doing that R and B, she she had that colored hair, bronze look. Yeah, so, they dressed up like an R and B. Yeah, they tried to make her passing for exactly. black, like oh, like a housey. Like how they, you know, um, Christina Aguilera. I feel like they used to dress up like that too, like in a passing way. You know, with the she looked brownish, sort of brown. I mean, I guess she's Latina. Girl, yeah, then, she started coming out with that lady. She, <laughs> let's talk about Christina waited 20 years to tell us that she was Latin. Like, like what? She could have told us in 2000, 2010. Mm-hmm. She told us in the 2020s that, oh, I'm actually a Latina. Aguilera. Aguilera. Girl, boom. But let's move on to the next topic. Um, so there's this um, guy. His name is Solomon Bucci. He is uh, Michael's social media personality, blogger, an Nigerian blogger. He recently got engaged to his fiance, and he wrote her like a love letter on Facebook. And basically, I'm going to read part of it. And it says, you are not the most beautiful woman, neither are you the most intelligent woman. But like I've chosen to never find perfection in anyone else. I put my gaze on you. And with that commitment, we would mold ourselves for ourselves. Our perfection is in our commitment. Stating that you are not the most beautiful, intelligent might sound like it's not a compliment. But it's realistic based for real love. Acknowledging that my woman isn't the best, but I'm not looking for the best. I was looking for you, and I found you. There's no best. There's just someone you choose and see the best in them. And he said some more other things, that, but that's pretty much the gist of it. So basically, like, literally everywhere in the world have been talking about this. I know a podcast in New Zealand actually oh, wow. talked about this with the actual fiancé. Oh. I, she, I think she does study in abroad or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and she talked about it. The View covered it, and yeah. we're covering it. What do you think about it? Just based on the little part you heard, what do you think about that? He didn't have to post. Like, it's just, I think people be so thirsty for content. 
And it be men too, to be quite honest. I mean, women do their things too, but when men be just putting their foot in their mouth, because mm-hmm. it's like, I get what the sentiment he was trying to make. Like, oh, you know, he could have just said what J. Cole said. You ain't perfect, but you perfect for me. Yeah. That's it. That's all that you have to say. Yes. yes. My wife, she's not perfect, mm-hmm. but she is perfect for me. Mm-hmm. This is who I've chosen mm-hmm. despite her imperfections. That's it. All that, you ain't intelligent. You not beautiful. You I, but you cool. I'm going to marry you. Like, what you like? like I saw the much. best seat. Because it's like, obviously, like, okay, who is the most beautiful woman in the world? I feel like the most beautiful woman in the world is not the most beautiful woman okay. in the world. You know what I mean? Um, and it's just like, obviously, we know that, you know, she's not the most beautiful. Neither are you the most handsome. But as you said, it's many men that do that. Because I feel like there's a while ago on Facebook, too. Another man posted, it was a black man, and he posted, oh, she's not the prettiest, and she's not the thickest, and she's not the this, but I love her. And it's just like... At first, I thought it was the same post, like, Right, me too. But it's just like, you never see women say, he's not the richest man, he's not the most handsome, he doesn't have the biggest dick, but I love him. Like, yeah. we, we typically don't do that. It's just weird. It's like, what what you trying to prove? Yeah. And who are you trying to prove it to? Exactly. Like, what are you proving and to who? Like, is, yeah. is this what your audience needed to know? Like, who? And, and that's the thing. It's like in such an effort to feel like you're you're adding something to the relationship space. Mm-hmm. That's why I hate people in relationships on social media. Because people get in one little relationship and next thing you know, they're relationship experts. Yeah. This, this is what works. I've learned now because I'm in a relationship. Uh-huh. It's like, just... And then, you know, when she got on the New Zealand podcast, she did say that, you know, after she said she's, you know, he read it to her before he posted it. And after she listened to the whole thing, the entire thing, then she got the message, you know, and then the first couple of sentences wasn't as heavy. So for me, it's like, okay, obviously that first few sentences, it was like, well, damn. But when you heard the rest of it, you're like, all right, I guess I know you love me. And you're but saying, it is the first two sentences, though. That's exactly, wrong. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And it's like, yeah, we get it. You know, the gist of what he's trying to say is that, you know, there's no one who is perfect, right? No matter how perfect how they may actually be but it's how you guys fit for each other if you guys truly fit each other if you guys see the best in each other to work out and become one solid piece Mm -hmm. you know which is obviously the gist of it but it's just like man y'all could definitely profess your love in better ways i just think if you're ever gonna post me your love on the internet right it should always be praise I don't care. Like, if you're posting me and uh, about our relationship online, let it always be praised. There's never a moment that you should post me on the internet as your as your partner, mm-hmm. and it should be giving any insights to anything flawed that you see. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that. Keep that in the house. This could have been an in-house conversation. Absolutely. If you were gonna get on, it the could internet, be a personal love letter. Okay, to say because if you're going to get on the internet and say anything about me and our love, it just needs to be all positive. But there's, you know what? There's no room for it. You know what? As I said, he's a blogger. It may have been clickbait. It was because it's like you knew. You know that people are, you're gonna get this reaction. Hence, mm-hmm. you started it that way. Yeah. You knew you're gonna get that type of reaction. Yeah. People will say something about it. That's the very reason why you posted it and started the letter in that way. Because if it was really something that was supposed to be deep and personal, it would have just been between both of you guys. Exactly. Yeah. Because it took too long for the message to come in, too. Because if the message... It sure did. The message is, 
love, you know, nobody's perfect and love, find, you know, find the perfections, all that. I'm being realistic in love. Y'all not realistic mm-hmm. in love. And it's like, even when people try to make all of these comments about what people should be looking for in love, that is just like, don't tell me what I should look for in my love story. Mm-hmm. It's my story. Let me write it. Mm-hmm. If, I, if this is what I require, I require that. If you cannot give that to me, that's just, you can't give that to me. Yeah. I'm on a journey to find somebody that can give that to me. Absolutely. So let's continue talking about this relationship stuff in the relationship realm um, and bloggers. So on the other side, there is a blogger, Dana Chanel, um, and she's kind of popular for making those self-help, how to be successful. She kind of is like a life love. She's a Christian. Yeah, um, one of the Christian life coach type. mm -hmm. Yeah. So she had a... um, Viral clip. I'm gonna play a little bit about it. We're gonna see how y'all feel about what she had to say. I had to learn that not correct my husband. I believe that it is my responsibility to have the confidence to give him my perspective. Then we can talk about it and he can self correct. I love him so much and I desire to honor and respect him. And I married him, so I, I would assume that he wants me to feel the same exact way. To take my perspective into high consideration with his actions. But I married a grown man. I'm not going to be disrespectful and talk to him like a child. I- okay, so. What are your thoughts about that? I understand what she means. I, I, I agree to a degree, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, I think that there's this... There's a mindset of like, you know, as women, we kind of know that part of our womanly, wifely duties um, is to grow, grow our man in a, in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like a man come through me, he's immediately going to be lifted because I'm like an ad- additive type person, right? Um, but in doing that, especially because I'm a teacher, I watch it a lot, mm-hmm. where I try not to be like corrective like scolding like i try not to give it like i'm giving it to my students right and i think that's what she's trying to say i think there's sometimes where women um may speak to their to their men in an effort to correct the wrong they might like chastise them in the way like like come on now you should know better than that like you know something like that rather than directing the conversation of like hmm i mean that's how you did it but i wouldn't have done it like that i feel like that could be so on and so forth, you know, that's just how I feel about it. Like I wouldn't have chose that action. Mm-hmm. That's a different that's a different way yeah. to correct quote unquote correct him. So I want I took it as like not that I'm never gonna tell my husband when he's wrong, because mm-hmm. that's my duty as well. Yeah. That's part of my duty as his wife. Like I'm gonna steer you right. Right, right, right. But I don't have to do it in a way where I'm talking to you at the same level. I would talk to our kids or talk to right. a subservient or whatever. Yeah, I agree. I think for me, a little bit with what she was saying, she specifically, I, I hear what she said and mm-hmm. what she just said too, but, you know, she specifically said, I'm not going to correct him. However, he should, I, you know, I expect that he takes whatever I say into high consideration, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're saying that, it's more of like, you know, just like when you, the example you gave, like, oh, I wouldn't have done this. I may, I may have done it this way. But I think, you know, people do need to hear that you are wrong. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. I think it's okay to tell a partner that you were wrong. Is that for what correcting you did. them? 
to you? Yeah, you could correct somebody. Th- it's oh, all okay. about the method in which you correct the person, right? Mm-hmm. The same way I would correct my child, it's not the same way I'm going to correct his father. Facts. It's conversation, conversations have with his father. I'm like, you know what? You know, like, yeah, you know, you were a little bogus with that stuff. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't right. You know, I'm, I'm am saying, I saying it in a joking manner or am I saying it in a gentle, serious way? Like, hey, babe, like, what you did was wrong. Like, mm-hmm. wrong is wrong. You know what I'm saying? I'll definitely get his point of view and explain my point of view. But it's certain thing, despite the fact that we may do things differently, but certain actions, you know, like, okay, no, that was some bogus stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's the 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 definition of correcting is what because i think we're saying the same thing mm-hmm. almost because at the end of the day what we both saying is that we need to speak you you always gotta speak to your husband or your partner or whoever your your that significant other is with respect that's yeah. what we all saying and i'm just saying to her to what she's saying that it's okay to say you correct your husband so that's what i'm saying i think the the verbiage of mm-hmm. correct is I interpreted it as not just telling them when they did something is wrong because I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like that falls in under to me that falls under cons- my consider my opinions when I'm telling you something because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like that's not me telling you that something you did was wrong to me is not correcting you mm-hmm. it's telling you that this action is wrong wait what's correcting and what's not correcting to me correct to me correcting somebody is telling them like this like no, do it like this. Mm-hmm. Versus, like, to me, telling them that they did something was wrong is not necessarily correcting them. To me, it's mm-hmm. like, it's telling you the truth. It's just like, this was not the right thing to do. Versus saying, like, no, why did you do that? What you should have did was this. I think it, it, I think, I think it's all correcting, but it just mm-hmm. depends on how you correct. How you correct. You know what I'm yeah. Because what you just said right now, I, I, that's not necessarily a nice way to correct somebody. Mm-hmm. Unless, you know, if it's a certain... Like, my son, I wouldn't correct him like that the first time around. Which part? Which one? Which, which, no, this is not how you do it. Ooh. That's what I'm saying. That's the wrong part. That's what yeah, I'm saying. I'm, yeah, and I'm saying, like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the second, third time, my son, I'd be like, okay, no. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you seem like, all right, okay, exactly. you're doing too much. No. You know, so I, I think... For me, I'm okay with the term correcting. Because mm-hmm. I want to be corrected, too. You know what I mean? If I'm doing someone, I want someone to kind of you know, correct me to the right direction, mm-hmm. you know? So I get what she's saying, um, but for me, but also I just, the other thing I want to get into, especially as African women, we are definitely afraid to talk to our husbands or talk to our partners. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, whatever your daddy said, that's it. Like, okay, you know, he's the dad, he's the father of the house, he's the man of the house. You know he's doing something wrong, whether, you know, he's doing some wrong business deals with his friends or the way, maybe the way, there are a lot of situations where, the father is not treating the child well or, you know, there's favoritism going right. on or in his approach with certain things. It's like, I'm not going to say anything because, you know, he's the man of the house. Mm. You know, so that's another part I did want to talk about because a lot of women, we do that in this whole, you know, fact of, oh, he's the man of the house. He's my husband. I must respect him. Absolutely respect him. But you should also, you know, you should also have enough security and confidence that he's also going to respect your opinion, and mm-hmm. you should be able to tell him like, "Hey, babe, this is not this is, this is not how to do things." If that makes sense, yeah. Because you know? it's funny enough, I was watching Soul Food last night, right? Because y'all, I don't know if everybody saw this, but there was a, a thread on Twitter about how Soul Food was toxic because they did on uh, Oh Girl uh, Bogus here, which they did. Mm-hmm. As soon as I rewatched, that, I said, "Baby, in the first ten minutes, this is wrong." Yeah. Um, but also. There's a, a underlying underlying storyline about because you know we ain't never see Big Daddy we only knew Big Mama 
And <laughs> big daddy. I mean, big I, papa or something. I, big daddy, no need. Papa, uh-huh. So we we never knew him, but they talk a lot about how he had a gambling problem, right? Mm. So there was a scene when Bird and Max, which is uh, Nia Log and Vanessa, I mean, uh, Vivica, they were talking and it was you know how bird bird essentially in the movie she um she wronged her husband by going to her ex to help him get the job oh, right so they were talking about that and she was telling her I'm like you know you can't do that to your man it emasculates him right which you know we agree we agree but then she made a comment to her she said like look at mama and daddy remember when daddy lost all that money gambling and he mm-hmm. did this and the other mama didn't say nothing to him about that she just got in her hands and then she started working and did what she had to do mm-hmm. for the family so I'm sitting here listening as a millennial woman. <laughs> I said, "You ain't tell your husband that mm-hmm. he gambled the whole family. Mo- you just let. You just said, oh, 'Oh, I'ma just work it off.' You, exactly. You're not gonna say nothing. You're not gonna say because I'm not gonna correct my husband. You don't say, hey, 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 yo, you fucked up. You better stick to solitaire. Like, this, this is not some <laughs> you fucked up. This ain't no like, no, hey, no, no. babe, you know, on some gentle, respectful tone. No, you fucked up. That one I would discipline. <laughs> No. Oak hours cold. I'm you. sorry, I would discipline you. You spent you used that family, you gambled away a family fortune. Come on now. I will discipline you. What is that? And a lot of women are truly like that. Like especially like, you know, older, older women, women that I've seen a lot of a lot of families, you know. Um, where they complain about their moms not saying anything to their dads. You know what I'm saying? The dads mm. be lazy. The dad probably work part-time, not doing anything. The mom is the one who picks up, you know, the shit and pays for the school fees and stuff. The dad doesn't do anything. He's like, well, as long as the man is in the house, as long as I have a, hus- a husband. I literally was just talking to uh, one of my guy friends the other day, and we were kind of going back and forth because I was telling him, like, women are so much better at multitasking or adjusting to life than mm-hmm. men. That's what I said. Absolutely. I said, I said women can adjust to life. Men do not know how to do that. Mm-mm. Men be so stubborn. They want to continue everything at the exact same pace. They don't understand that I have to shift something to accommodate it, right? Like, men, you'll get married, have a family, have a baby, and you still want to be the same nigga that was outside every day. Exactly. You still want to do shit with your boys. You still want to go to the... Like, you think that you could just do everything. And nobody said you can't do it, but never did you shift it. You have to shift. Know what's priority. So he's telling me, his friends say... Well, no, men adjust all the time. Like when you when you in a different level of life, when you reach to so you you adjust, right? And I was telling him like you comparing the elevator to a juggling act. Mm. I said as as yeah, obviously when you're on a new level, you're not on that floor no more. So yeah. for sure it's gonna be different. You're on mm-hmm. a different floor. Like you do not relate to what happened on the twentieth floor, you're on the twenty first. Yeah. But women as a juggling, I'm talking about juggling. I'm saying now I'm a woman. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I'm a daughter. So I'm carrying all these things. And now I'm saying And to not my, dropping any of and them. And I'm not dropping it. So I'm saying to my husband, hey, I need you to catch this ball. Okay. I cannot juggle this alone. And to me, it just like, well, you know, this bringing this all back to how women. And real t- quick, it won't be juggling if the men did their part. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's what will balance it out. But well, finish I don't want to say that because at the end of the day. There's still certain responsibilities, like just naturally, no matter what. The same mm-hmm. way you're a new dad, I'm a new mom. Yeah. It's just different stuff that I now have to yeah. add to my. But partnership life. makes it solid. It makes it, it makes better. It, it makes it less of a chaos, less of a headache. But I do want you to finish your yeah, thoughts. Yeah, so it's just saying. like I just think that as as women, we just carry such a weight of having to help men transition in life. Yeah, like it. Like we have made it our responsibility to help them 
adjust to things that we do not get that same grace for. And you know the excuse I hear? I hear is that, well, you're a woman, it comes natural for you. It don't come you, natural. You, you, ha- you, you know, it's natural for you to, to to have a child, want a child, and um, to have to, you know, deal with having a baby. It's natural for you to juggle all of those things. It's natural for you to be a wife, a mom, a daughter, to still work your job, whatever. You know, it's natural for you. And it's just like, I'm a human being, right? Facts. I mean, I I, I didn't come out come from space. Like, I know I'm God's greatest creation, but damn, like, <laughs> you also, like, you could do this too, right? It's, if you put yeah. your mind to it, if you truly put an effort and try to do it, you be able to do it. Because people always trying to make, this is this is a slight, slightly separate tangent, but, like, people be trying to give men the grace, especially with, like, parenting of, like, they didn't have the baby in their stomach. Mm-hmm. But I'm just kind of like, you you chose not to be as involved, though. Because mm-hmm. I, I believe, as a friend, right, as a friend, I didn't carry your baby in my stomach. Mm-hmm. But I felt like because I was there in the journey yeah. and I was invested, I loved your baby just as much when he was, you know what I mean? It yeah. was like, well, you know, obviously you love more. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I also had my love and it was there. And it's that, that whole, oh, men need to catch up. That's because you, were, you weren't here. Your focus wasn't here. Yeah. You didn't say, I'm pregnant too. I'm having a baby. And there's this, there's this, there's this um, um, study that was actually done regarding that, that there's a specific chemical on the brain that releases for women, that immediate attachment that we have, you know, for a mm. child that, yes, men may not have it immediately because we care of the child. Yeah. But once the baby is born and they, they, hold, they hold their baby, they're there, that chemical is released. Mm. But that's if they put in that effort. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's not like, oh, so I get it. Yes. Okay. Maybe as a mom, I may have, maybe, maybe I'm 50%, 40% ahead of you regarding like, oh, yeah. I'm carrying a baby because it's this and that. But it doesn't mean you don't have that capability to feel yeah. the same love. It doesn't mean you, you know, it's not, it won't come natural for you because yeah. once that chemical is released, it's natural. It ain't mm-hmm. no steroid. It, you have to go get a drug or nothing to, for you to develop this love for your child. It's just, it's basically you being there. And this is part of like, I think when we speak about men stepping up and being a man and the things that we need and all of that, you know, everything that she spoke about, about respecting each other. And really the the caveat there was, I assume that he respects my opinions. Mm -hmm. That's a whole nother conversation in itself. Mm. Cause we will be surprised how many men that we are with. Yeah. That, respect certain parts of us but don't respect our minds absolutely absolutely you know, they, they may they may respect your body to a degree mm-hmm. or they may have respect for you as their woman but to respect your mind respect your thoughts respect as, so it's to respect you as a partner yeah as a, yeah. as a full partner mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. like no yeah um, since we're, you know, still talking about relationships, girl, so apparently Dami tweeted talking about she wanted to talk about Khloe Kardashian. I did? Yeah. And I you did. Said, and you said that, um, you know, it's some stuff people don't understand, people don't know about her family. Facts. I want you to give us the tea. What is that about Khloe Kardashian that we need to understand, that Facts. we need to have sympathy for? Yeah. Tell, tell us about good sis. Okay. Y'all ready for the conversation? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so let's talk about womanhood. It starts at, <laughs> it starts, no, all jokes aside. Okay. Here's what it is. And I think a lot of women, this is the problem with women too, we don't be telling the truth. Okay. Women will get on the internet every single day and talk big shit about how I'm a strong woman. I ain't taking no shit from no nigga. da 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 We all know that every last one of us has taken bullshit from a man. 
Mm-hmm. We have taken men back that didn't need to be taken back. Mm-hmm. Period. And just has not been on the public stage. Right, right, I right, talk right. to so many women all the time that tell me they're tolerating bullshit because the same reason Chloe is. That's their baby daddy. Right, right. They right. say the same shit. Here's my thing, too. This is where I want to add to it. Chloe comes from a family of quote-unquote sexy hot women. Facts. Chloe's whole identity in her own family has been the ugly sister. Absolutely. I do not think Chloe Kardashian is ugly. I don't think so either. But I think she had to fight to not even be that ugly. You know Absolutely. To All not that, be considered to a, not ugly be considered ugly. Mm-hmm. And even in her fighting that, every day she gets talked about for being the one that changed her face. The one that did. Chloe didn't do shit but lose weight. To be honest, I mean, yeah, she probably did some shit to her face and body. I don't want to say she ain't do yeah, shit. Like, but I, I feel like. The majority of her facial structure difference does come from her losing weight. Facts. People don't know that because a lot of you bitches ain't never been fat and lost weight for real. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're really bigger and you lose a lot of weight, your face changes a lot. A girl, who you telling? Even when I look at you know, and not just uh, but when I look at my old pictures, I'm like, oh, my face look different. Like that does happen. It's different. That, that's so weight, it's yeah. like there's certain things. Of course, you know she got a filler here and da da. Yeah, she got her lip done and whatever. My point is to say that I think we don't. Some women do not understand the stigma and the psychological trauma and the emotional trauma of being labeled the undesirable, unattractive one. Mm. I've always felt that, like, for Chloe's entire identity, she has had to fight to be considered attractive and desirable. Absolutely. If any, if people even remember, it was to the point where when she had True, people was like, well, True is even the ugly one. They weren't respecting True's Because she's the darker one. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, to me, it's just kind of like, she's not Kim. You know, mm-hmm. Kim is, Kim can do whatever the fuck, Kim can do whatever she wants. Listen, Kim, Kim is dating Pete, whatever, and Pete that, he's like, to me, he's that dirty white guy. He is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He like, is, the quintessential white trash. That like, yeah. Dirty, that just happens to be a celebrity, but mm-hmm. still still like, he stank, he's like, he musty, and wear dirty. Very um, grungy. Very yes, wear dirty shoes. You know those white people always have dirty, dirty shoes, sneakers, bands. for yeah. no reason. Mm-hmm. Yes. Chloe, been in some sort of relationship for all the, 15 years, we done known her. Kylie been dating since she was 14. Kendall is a supermodel. Mm-hmm. For the even the relationship trajectory in a family full of women, mm-hmm. the relationship trajectory is every single one of my sisters has always had a man like that. Yeah. Listen, you know what Kylie did? Kylie said, I'm not trying to be like Chloe. I'm immediately going to get surgery. Because let me, let's not lie, Kylie was not really cute. Kylie was not. Kylie did what needed to be done. She said, I'm trying to be like Kim. And there you go. And now guess what? She got, she a mommy. She got her little family. She doing all that shit. And it's like, Chloe is the one that's always, you know, and it's just like, she had those, she's, she's been the one that's had the, the string of failing relationships. Yeah. That's why people let it be like, oh, Chloe used to be the one, the most fun one with the personality. And I'm going to say this, like as a, as a girl that's been through that journey, it's just kind of like, I'm not always going to be the funny bitch. Respect me as the bitch I am today. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's not my duty to be the comedic relief. Because Do you feel like you were like the comedic relief? I feel like, you know, I feel like I don't get the same level of um, feminine treatment as a lot of my friends. Like, people don't see me as feminine. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because because either they are or not attracted or whatever the situation is, I do not, I am not seen as feminine as some other women that I'm surrounded as. And that shit, it adds to you. Like, Absolutely. it just adds to you. So I just be feeling like girls be want to get on the internet 
and act and you know bitches that's had boyfriends since they was 15 yeah. you know people that drop a man in the next 15 minutes another one coming this conversation is not for you mm-hmm. yeah i just think that she needs more empathy she did not choose for the man she fell in love with to be a hoe yeah a lot of y- i want a lot of these women to come forward and be honest especially women who got baby daddies as such like i mm-hmm. i just think that like especially women who have children a lot of a lot of them know the struggle of I'm now attached to this man forever. It don't even matter. It just it don't even matter. She could have decided to never be with this nigga ever again after whatever, and it would still it would still be the same insult. Yeah, and that's just the fact that it matters. I just feel like Chloe gets a lot of like people talk so harshly about her and her relationship. Like you know, like oh Tristan's doing it. Like every time Tristan go out and do something that Tristan supposed mm-hmm. Tristan do. It comes back to Chloe Goofy ass. Chloe been with him forever. Chloe, da, da, da. All we have seen on that show is Chloe co-parent with that man. Mm-hmm. We have not actually, quite frankly, we have not seen them in a relationship since the whole Jordan thing. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was the last time we saw them in the actual relationship. Yeah. The fact that oh he was living with her or whatever it was COVID. Mm-hmm. He's the father of her kid. Yeah. I don't I, and and that's what I'm saying. I know so many women that do it today in y'all poor lives. Why y'all judging her for doing it just because she got money? What I would say to that is I totally agree. Um, For me, I'm the type that I don't like to see women consistently suffer Mm. by the hands of one man or the same type of man. And it's the same situation over and over and over and over and over again. You get what I'm saying? Because then... Afterwards, like this is unhealthy. You yeah. know, when it when it first happens, it's unhealthy. But when it's consistent, it's it's like damn, it's, it's unhealthy. Nothing. Because then, how does that make you feel? I mean, as you said, we've been women that we've dealt with bullshit from men. We know how that bullshit felt. Mm-hmm. That bullshit didn't feel good. You know what I'm saying? When you, it's hard to get out of it. But when you do, you're like, oh, okay, I'm out of this nonsense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So just imagine being in a hard shoes and it's a consistent, and then it's a bigger issue because it's so public. So that, for me, it makes it such a heavier, toxic thing because it's like she can't even really deal with the shit privately. You know what I'm saying? Hush, hush. Mm-hmm. Like, we, uh, you know, we all do. It's so public. And, you know, besides it being so public, it is indeed so bad. And you people know what should I mean? uplift her and help her get out of it. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. and, and I'm, I'm just talking about from my point of view. Mm-hmm. And my, from my point of view, it's just like, damn, girl, I don't want you to see, I don't want to see you go through this consistently. You know what I'm saying? I mean, these conversations we have as girls that I feel like I talk to my friends about if I see, like, they're continuously in a situation that is this. I mean, there are some situations like, okay, I get it, you know, figure your stuff out, whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But with Tristan, we know that he's too dirty. Like, for me, my anger, hey, is to Tristan, like, damn, you don't even have respect for anybody. Yeah. You don't care for her at all. Like, this, this is hard. Didn't they see him walk in some country holding hands with some other girl? Yeah, while, while at the same time you see professing your love for her? You know what I'm saying? Like you're saying you want to be with Chloe, but you're holding hands with somebody else. You That's know what me. I mean? And, and it's just like, it's too much. So after a while, as women, it gets to a point that, and you know, I mean, also in a similar situation, it's like, okay, I talk to myself daily, like, what do you truly want for yourself? You mm. know what I'm saying? It's hard, but you really do have to work towards it. It's hard to create those boundaries because really those boundaries are not for them. It's for you. Right, that's what I'm saying. saying. I don't think she ever even said. That's why I'm like, I don't even know why people are harping on her because she never said she's back with Tristan. Mm -hmm. It was uh, like the last time she was actually in a relationship with Tristan, openly and honestly, was with the whole Jordan thing. That was the last time? That was the last time they were together. This whole thing has been 
Tristan trying to get back with her. Mm. Tristan being, oh, Chloe, da da da. Chloe, trust me again. That was like two seasons. I mean, sure, but I don't believe that's the last time in the sense that I don't believe that, oh, they've not had sex since then. I don't believe and, that they've not done anything since then. And the fact of the matter is, I want a woman to tell me they never had sex with their ex. Tell me that right but now. But that, I mean, I, yeah, I've and had sex ex- with my ex, but. I, for me, I'm not disputing what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I'm also saying let's think about the other side too. The other side of the fence is that okay, as women, when it's time to wake up, let's wake up. And nobody now, says and you I, shouldn't. Right, and I'm saying, and I get the whole thing that you're saying, like okay, let's give her more sympathy and who, who, sorry, whatever. Absolutely, yeah, of course. I'm a woman too. I don't want motherfuckers coming at me constantly for my decisions. Even the fact that he's maybe the one making those decisions, not me. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But on the other fence, I'm also the type of woman to be like, all right, you know what? It's time to wake up. If no one's going to tell you, I'm going to be the one to tell you. If no one's going to tell me, I'm going to be the one to tell myself that. You know what I'm saying? And also with the fact that, oh, yeah, I have a child with a man too. I know how it is. It's like, oh, are you guys together or not? You guys end up still having sex. So that's what I'm saying. Like, even though Jordan is a that whole dream situation is the last time, yeah. but that's not the last time she's been with him. Right, like, and I don't let, feel let's like... Be real that's what I'm saying. That. Like, I don't think even that... I don't think she should be condemned for that because everybody do it. But, and I'm okay, not, let's get to But I'm key. like, that's not... I just feel like the way that she gets slandered on social media, you would think she's doing some shit that's hella wild. Of course, she's and, not doing and anything And that's why I'm like, Chloe ain't out here doing like... It ain't like, ah, damn, Chloe. You know what I'm saying? It's like... I mean, Kanye too also... Was bogus to Kim, even with the little, you know, that's also a we, lot of we nonsense. We don't get his energy to Courtney. Like, Courtney sat here. Scott was bullshitting her. Scott was bringing his new bitch on a family vacation. Didn't yeah. nobody say nothing to him. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. nobody's like, Courtney, your stupid ass. Why are you co parenting with Scott? Scott literally dragged Courtney for 10 years. And still is. And he's big mad. I, and it's trolling. I don't her. even know why he's included in the and, show. And nobody and is. Oh, baby, is that? And nobody's I don't like, like that. Courtney, Courtney's stupid ass. That's how Courtney is. Nobody says that to mm-hmm. Courtney. And that to me is like, it's because of the archetype that is already had for Kim, Courtney, No, and that's Chloe. absolutely true. And that's why I'm like, it's just not fair. It's just not fair. It's like, she's not doing nothing that we don't watch it's other nothing women you under do the sun, yeah. all the time. And it's just kind of like, and if anything, it ain't like, she ain't out here, Krishan, Rock, and Blueface. She ain't like, oh, that's yeah, my no, baby daddy, yeah. I'ma stick beside him, da, da, da. She literally No, Chloe has been a solid, strong woman because she even stayed with Lamar through his whole drug addiction yeah. situation. No, Chloe, Chloe definitely is a, is a solid woman. For me, I just don't want to, I just don't want to see her continue to go through that. Exactly. With Tristan. That's nobody just, that, that nobody is just does. my own little plight. Like, literally, I don't want, does. but... It's just it's just one of those situations that he's always going to be attached to her because that's the father of our child. Which is why I have empathy for her. Yeah. Because people really try to drag her for doing the surrogacy thing with him. I'm like... Uh, you know, the surrogacy thing, I see both ends because it's like, you know, just like with me, if I don't end up, you know, marrying my son's father, being with him, you know, sometimes you do think like, damn, you're going to have a child with somebody else and I want to have right. more kids. I still want to have, you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to grow my family or it's like, do I just, you know, in a way you could think that it is safer to just continue with the same person. Right. You know that, oh, he's a solid father in that sense is going to be the same man. So it's not two different households yeah, or whatever, whatever. whatever y'all got going on. But one thing that I am learning, um, because even me, I didn't grow up with my biological father. I had a mm-hmm. stepfather. But sometimes, you know, Parenthood is not just it's it's just it's not just one dimension. And when I say one dimension, it's not just when you see me, I bathe fair on me, yeah. I cook for him, I take care of him, I'm loving, whatever, whatever. It's more to motherhood or parenthood to that, yeah. right? The other aspect is like, okay, what type of woman am I? Yeah. What type of partner do I accept in my life? Right. You know what I'm saying? Um I tell I tell his dad all the time, like, hey, 
how you treat me, how I treat you, that's what he's going to learn. So I might be a good mom to him, but if he sees that our partnership is toxic, yeah. you know what I'm saying? If he sees that I'm allowing nonsense from you and you allow nonsense from me, that's part of parenting too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's indirect parenting, but it's part of it. Right. So my own thing with Chloe is that, yes, Tristan, he seems like he's a good dad. You know, mm-hmm. he probably is there for holidays or whatever, but him as a man is toxic. Yeah. Men fail to realize is that, yes, you can separate the fatherhood and whatever, but only to a certain extent. It seeps in. It's, Especially it's, when, it, get, when it, it gets to a certain yeah. end. And that's why I feel like, I do feel like she has tried to detach. It's people that be attaching them now. So, so which what I was saying, like, you know, I, with the, having a, a surrogate with him, you know, because he's still going to be the dad. It's like, I'm like, yes and no. I see both ends. With the safety, you know with she would have the same, you know, mm-hmm. father with her sibling, whatever. But the other end, is it going to be a healthy situation overall? Yeah. Is this still going to come with all this toxic mess? Is this still going to come with this nonsense in the blogs with different women, with multiple kids by a stranger? You know what I mean? Is this still yeah. going to come with that? And that's going to seep into the partnership. That's going to seep. That's going to be headaches. That's going to be problems. You know what I mean? So it's just like, is that the best thing? So I really hope that they really sit down and talk to it. And I, I hope he comes to the senses. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, you know, ladies, this is why I don't suggest dating men that are significantly younger than you. Mm. Because at the end of the day, Tristan just turned 30, G. How old is she? Close, like, 34, 35. And it's like... Damn, would you, would you consider that a significant age gap? Yes. People, yes, for them, it is. Because as a okay. 26, 27-year-old man... Being with a 33-year-old woman, they want different things in their life. Mm-hmm. That phase of your life is significant. That's why. That's the only reason I consider it a significant age gap, because the phase they are in their lives is significant. Mm-hmm. That's just it. Other than that, it's like, do you? You know what I mean? It's not what it, five, seven-year age gaps. It's not that big of a deal as an adult. But I just think that he just, he was a 27-year-old man. She was a 33-year-old woman. Yeah. That's two different and he was phases. a basketball player, too. That's two different phases of your life. Absolutely. You just have to know how men are. Sorry to say, but at 27... And the type of man you're dealing with, too. Okay. It's like a 27-year-old basketball player from Jamaican. Do you... Th- Come on. <laughs> Not Jamaican! Come on. Do you think she should go back to Lamar? No, I think Lamar needs to actually stop this internet. Yeah, internet because trolling. yeah, it is trolling. It, it is it's trolling. It is like, come on, dude, don't he do just, that. And it's not fair because, I, and it, it really is not fair. More so because this family took care of you. I ain't gonna hey. hold you. This family, not even when just you the, had nobody. When like you literally were cr- like crashing in a whorehouse, drugged out, and where was your real family? That was stupid. Your wife. And I went to go do basketball. Wife. She wasn't there. She sure wasn't. That has two of your kids. It, she was. And that's that that'd be my thing with the Kardashians. Like, as much as we all want to say about them and whatever. They be and they sick they, no, they be supporting their man, G. They be in like they're really a family unit. It just so happened that the black men that they be with decide be, be No, they be foregoing their whole life to be with them. They be what? They be foregoing their whole life mm-hmm. and identity to be part of the Kardashians. Yeah. I don't know shit else about Travis Scott that other than he with Kylie. I don't know a sister he got. I ain't never seen his mama. I don't know. That's so true. I know nothing else. I barely knew the nigga was from Houston, if not from the Astro. Oh, he's from Houston? You see that? If not for the Astro World Festival that he be doing. You you know what I mean? Like, he has given up his whole identity. Corey gave up his whole identity. Like, a lot of those men that they be with them black men. Even Kanye. They not the, the black men that we talking about. They the, all right, black men. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. If not for Kanye, and quite frankly, I don't consider consider Kanye 
one of our notable black men other than, you know, like he's not the notable dating black man. Yeah, he's notable in music, yeah. but not like, yeah, this is the kind of black man I want he ain't, it ain't for like, my oh, daughter or for me. I was like, okay, Kanye. Kanye could have went either way. Kanye wanted to be a part of for the longest. He wanted to because he wanted what that family had. I think yeah. people got to stop acting like there's not a power in being a family unit. Absolutely. It's just that. That's just that. They don't be trying to do shit. Blame the black people that give them access. Absolutely. But that's me and my Kardashian reunion. I hear you. I feel you. Um, but, you know, since we're talking about people that be fucking up in life, let's talk about Will Smith. <laughs> so, you guys, Will Smith, um, you know, we haven't heard from him since the infamous slap at the Oscars, of which he slapped Chris Rock. Um, so he finally made an Instagram reel, I guess, today, where he addressed some of those issues and what happened. So he did address three notable questions, three things. He first apologized to Chris Rock for mm-hmm. the slap. He apologized to Chris, Chris Rock's mother. Mm-hmm. He apologized to Tony Rock, which mm-hmm. we know him and Tony had a relationship from their show, All of Us, mm-hmm. that he produced. Um, you know, he said, like, we was really we was really tight. That's my man. So this is kind of irreparable that I've done this. And mm-hmm. I, I hope we can get back to that. Um, he said he reached out to Chris for mm-hmm. an apology. But Chris, people said, we ain't trying to talk to you. Mm-hmm. He also addressed people's comments about, was it Jada's fault? Mm-hmm. Um, he said Jada did not tell him to go and do it. He said it was an action of his own. Based on the history that he also has with Chris. Based on the history that he has with Chris. So I, I, I was like, what's the history? I feel like that was, that was a little shade right that there. Was, that was, That was a little, like, you could have literally just said, that was my own doing, mm-hmm. you know? But when he added that. The history? It was based on my. I said, what happened? My relationship and the history with Chris. Then, in a sense, you're trying to justify it. He is. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 you didn't have to add that part. He didn't have to drop this shit today. He knows it's B-Day. <laughs> Boy, you should do that on a Wednesday That's or Thursday. Why you do it today on do you, B-Day? Do you think it's sincere? I feel like it was a waste of a public appearance. Damn, really? Why you say that? Because he ain't saying shit that he ain't already said. We heard this already. Well, what the fuck is this? We did? And yes, Will, he will apologize the next day via that note. He said half of this in the note. The only thing he didn't say was, oh, I apologize to Chris' mom and Tony. Mm-hmm. But half of this shit he already said. Mm-hmm. He just said it with a dramatic pause. And that I'm trying to think of myself. I'm trying not to think of myself as a shitty person. I'm trying not to feel ashamed. Will gave me a new one. I'm like, are you acting right nah, now? No, he said central. When he said central trauma, I said. He said central trauma? He said disappointing people is my central trauma. I said, ah, I'm going to start using that. I don't know. For me, I'm, for me, I was really questioning, like, are you acting it's, right now? It was giving performative. It was. It gave perform. Because in a way, you also want us to feel sorry for you. That whole I'm trying not to be ashamed. You should be. You should feel ashamed. It's it is. Three months. It, it is a shameful act. It's okay to feel ashamed. It's nothing wrong with. I think shame is part of human nature, human behavior. Now you shouldn't let shame kill you, but with certain things that you know you did wrong with that situation, heck yeah, you should be ashamed. Yeah, I, you know what I'm saying? Heck yeah, it was a shitty, end of shitty behavior moment. What I, you know what I yeah. don't like? I hate when people make mistakes and they say not mistakes. I don't. Yeah, it was a mistake. But when people do certain things that are so bad and they say, "I'm human." I mean, no shit. Did we think you were alien before? Did anyone say you are not human? I, but for me, like, especially as, as for Americans, that is the top tier American thing. Okay, cross culture. No, for real, G. It's like, I'm human. <laughs> what else were you before? Because there's such a huge celebrity culture in America. 
that people do see, see celebrities see as, as demigods, uh-huh. right? So it's like, no, I'm not a, 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 a image of perfection. I I, I, I get that, but I just be annoyed. I, do, I just think that Will still isn't there. Like as much as really? Will Will's being fake transparent. That's what it is. Mm. He's giving us what, what transparency are you looking for? What do you think he Will's needs to say? Will's giving us fake transparency because at the end of the day, he's still not giving us the motivation behind the slap. Right? What is it he was really mad about? What the fuck was you really was mad it about? Was that joke? Because it wasn't that joke. Because then he also said, "Oh, insults," and um, he said some other stuff like, "Oh, okay." I want and, and and you know what? I guess in the attempt to still protect Jada, but that's the thing that's kind of like I feel like if Jada was bold enough. To bear her soul about mm-hmm. her whole August Alcina thing, she gonna have to sit there with her bald headed ass and own up to the fact that that triggers your husband and that has changed the trajectory of your husband's life. Oh, about her having um, that that whole everything her being bald out. triggers her husband. No, girl. What wait? What, what triggers her husband? The August Alcina. The oh, you said Alcina. <laughs> I think it's alopecia. I'm like that. No, that's bogus. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm like that <laughs> No, her, her. That damn husband don't find her sexy. No, Hell no. Seriously. Okay. Because I just think that, yes. like, I think he's just avoiding that elephant in the room that, like, I'm sensitive because me and Jada went through. Like, I think they, they that they they're gonna keep we're gonna keep running into this awkward thing with them because they be fake ass transparent. His masculinity is fragile right now. It's, it's fake very, transparency. Very fragile. Even even Jada, right? Even J- even Jada, um, when she explained that, whatever, it's still a level of fake transparency, right? Because because to us, we hear Jada talk about all of her actions with such confidence, with such I ain't do shit. The will will been doing like she talks about her relationship with Will in such a I've been so unhappy. I, I had to be a housewife. Like, y'all know what I, I went through, and I had to take the back seat to him yeah. and being he was the big star. Fact, fact. And it's like, well, y'all giving us all these clues. Just tell us what happened. Just mm-hmm. talk to us. Just, just, just address it. Y'all thought we were swingers because there was a point where we were separated in our marriage. We weren't together for like three years, but we were to get, we were still married, right. and it was hard for us to keep up the appearance of being the perfect Hollywood black couple while really we weren't even together. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm doing me, she's doing her, and now we're seeing those there. And we're trying to rebuild our relationship mm-hmm. now. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember what it feels like to be my wife's husband. And I think that's what they're in right now. I think they're definitely in that rebuilding phase. Yeah, just say that shit. And I think that's really what we would re- we would respect. That will be the ideal example of black couple love. of black love because as we know love is not perfect you know what i'm saying i mean will is not the most intelligent neither <laughs> is he the most handsome <laughs> none of them are but like you know um you know i watch um black love the, black? yeah the donkey on, series mm-hmm. is back again a new series came um i think last week and you hear all these couples that have been together for 20 years, 10 mm-hmm. years, and it's not sweet sailing throughout. Of course like, not. Like, it's not like, every day I'm so in love with you. They can be. No, there are moments where I really don't like you right now. There are moments where they separated maybe, oh, for two weeks or a month. I went to stay in a hotel. I need space. Or, you know, I'll sometimes tell my partner, I'm like, listen, we're human beings. We're always going to disappoint you. Why aren't you saying other. the same shit you ain't want people to say? We talking about? We're human beings. Oh, right. I know, right? <laughs> But I was actually saying, but because we're human beings, now this is different. But my point is to say, because we're human beings, we are always going to hurt each other. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, of facts. course, we love each other so much, and yeah. it hurts more because it's from the person you love the most. Yeah. But 
one way or the other, our actions are going to hurt each other. Our Thanks. actions are going to disappoint each other. You know, you're going to be like, damn, why would you do this? You know, I, you know, it's levels to it, of course, but I'm not going to make you happy every single day of your life. I'm not going to do things that would impress you. I'm not going to do things where you're going to be like, oh, I am so proud of you, Mona, for doing this, yeah. or you made me happy. I, there's some days you're going to be like, this bitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely not going to call me a bitch. Right. But there are moments you in your head, it. you're like, this bitch. You know what I'm saying? I feel like this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we may say shit to each other. To each other. Yeah. Sometimes we may not. So it's just like, with Will and Jada, it's like, they have really been under this whole facade of like, we're this perfect Hollywood couple. I never felt that shit. And it's like, come on. It's okay. Just let it all loose. Because now it's just like, you're stressing yourself out. It's just too, like, that's my thing. It's like, Will, and that was, funny enough, y'all know I'm a fan of the Joe Budden podcast. And shit. So he 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 be saying this shit about Will all the time about like what he said. He says that Will Smith is so annoying because he got on <laughs> he got on Instagram to be an actor and it's yes! like it's like you came on this shit. We all on here doing relatable shit. Motherfuckers on Instagram be in their house talking online. Yo ass jumpy jump bungee jumping from buildings. You doing CGI effects and all type of shit. Like mm-hmm. this is so which un- was cool. It's cute, but it's so unrelatable, right? And I think uh... that because Will is from old Hollywood, you know what I mean. I mean, and that is a transition with with stars. And he joined IG late. He joined IG late. You know what I'm saying? Like, even Beyonce, right? Like, Beyonce does not... She's not an Instagrammer in the way that... It's publicity. This is marketing for her. Exactly. Every time mm-hmm. she gets on Instagram, you know, she's going to do some shit. It's either Ivy Park or Album. Yep. But she, they're not in the same realm as, like, a Cardi B or even a Meg Thee Stallion or, or even um, a Kiki Palmer and Daniel Kaluuya. You know mm-hmm. how they're doing their press tour and you mm-hmm. see them posting and just talking shit and... That's what new age actors do. They be like, yeah, you know Relatable. my role, but this is me. Personable. And for so long, we didn't know who the fuck Will Smith was. Yeah. I think for the most, the most that we felt connected to him was knowing him as Fresh Prince. Absolutely. I'm sure that if you think of, if people were saying describe Will Smith as a person, you would describe the Fresh Prince. You would describe Will on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So it's like, I think that Will still struggles to be fully authentic like even jada coming out with his red table talk and the whole idea behind red table talk is supposed to be open or whatever i don't even think that she's fully committed to that anymore mm. i think the first couple of episodes was very real i think maybe at least the first season yeah but when it started getting too personal when we couldn't get past the her in august thing mm-hmm. i think it started becoming very curated Topics are curated. Absolutely, the the, the guests, the guests. Absolutely, you know they used to be the ones, and when people fuck up, they go. They don't do any of that anymore, and I think because like they are it's not, not even as consistent anymore. She, yeah, they're she's not ready for that. Le- they they as a unit as a family are not ready for that level of transparency. They're not. That's just them. Absolutely, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Well said. Okay, you know I'm a Christian girl, y'all. Um, I want to talk about this specific pastor. He's a Brooklyn pastor. And was this like two weeks ago? It was about two weeks ago where he was robbed during sermon. So this was on a Sunday and he was robbed. Yes. Um, the robber stole, um, I guess it was almost up to a million dollars worth of jewelry at the church of him and his wife. And 400,000. 400,000. Okay. And he said that he knew that the robbers were there for him. Mm. And after the robbers left, um, mind you, you know, they were um, recording their sermon. So you could see the robbers come in. And he said after the robbers left, you know, he ran after them. Police came, blah, blah, blah. So now this has been like a whole controversial thing because when you look at this pastor, he's not the typical 
pastor in the sense that he's Gucci down. He's not a pastor. He's not a pastor. He's he call, a arch- he called himself he's a bishop. that. He called himself that, but he's not a pastor. Why he say he's not a pastor? You know, unfortunately, you know, as a Muslim, uh-huh. we don't have mega mosques. That's not a that's not a thing uh, a market that's been created. But mega churches, I think, has allowed a. It's become something that people see as a hustle. Like these niggas. Oh, are, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I say he's not. He's not a. He ain't. I mean, he he's ain't get a that pastor. calling. Yeah, maybe you know now he's he a no pastor longer. by a title, but yeah. he's not a pastor. I mean, yeah, I'm it's saying. definitely safe to actually say that. But he's a bishop, and um, so he's Gucci down, you know, and Rolls Royce, and you know, and it's like a lot of mega churches. Pastors, bishops, they're super wealthy, right? Mm-hmm. And this has always been a conversation, yeah. right? Like, as a pastor, you should not be rich. For me, I do not agree with that, right? I, I do not think because you're a pastor, you have to be poor and suffer. Or because you should not be you're, rich from your congregation. Or because you're an afar imams, they're very, or sheikhs, they'd be super rich as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't think because you're a religious leader that you have to be dirt poor. No. I think that was a back in the olden days, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The church play, the church and mosque, they pay their, they pay their religious leaders salaries. They yeah. do. That's how they make the living. Yeah. Or they make their, a lot of them make their living off of the books that they sell, of the public speakings that mm-hmm. they do, right? Mm-hmm. However, I do think that there should be a level of humility. I don't think because even if you're super wealthy, whether you're super wealthy from, maybe you come from generational wealth or you sell that many books, which is like, okay, I never heard of any books or whatever you sold mm-hmm. or you, cause he said he's in real estate. You want to hear some okay? tea? I'm just one second. So mm-hmm. even if he's like, okay, you're from real estate, but I feel like as a pastor, as a religious leader, as a man of God, and knowing that you have followers that are poor, why are we seeing you Gucci down? Why? Every single day, G, when you got Drew in your area, he wearing the big crosses, the big, big Cubana or Cubic or whatever they call it. Cuban. Cuban. It's fake. like, it's, 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 come on, G. It's, no, that's not cool. What was it, the tea you want to say? The tea I heard today, there's a, U, the, is it a TikTok or a YouTube? It's going around. First of all, this pastor is an ex-convict. Not ex-convict. He went to jail because guess what he was doing? Fine. Fraud. Of course. He was, um, evidently what it was, was he had a girlfriend that worked at a car dealership. And what they was doing was the people who had good credit, they was using their credit to buy different shit. Mm. He went to jail. He was supposed to be sentenced to 25. I think he was originally sentenced to 25, but he got out early on good behavior. Mm-hmm. After that, he stole one of his his con- um, congregation members, an old lady, because he's because he quote unquote do real estate. Yeah, her savings. He took her ninety thousand dollars. So to me, this man is not a pastor. Obviously, yeah, he is a scam artist, mm-hmm. and pa- being a pastor is his next scheme. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like this man not a pastor, and it's like honestly, it was giving insurance scheme. Facts. You know what I'm saying? It's giving Like, were you stage. really robbed? Because even when you see, I would never forget how that man on the drums was sitting there like. Just standing there. He didn't give me no performance. I'm telling you, who robs a church? Like, let's even keep it real. Like, this is my no, last Sunday. No one, like, no one robs a church. You know what I'm saying? Unless it's some like, I mean, okay, in Nigeria, they be robbing mosques and churches. Damn. I ain't gonna <laughs> but that's not some book around shit. It's those people oh, that do different. it. That's you know different. what I'm saying? Um, but on our, and that's if they have some tea on the pastor, G. You know what I'm saying? They got they got something on the pastor. But typically, no, who robs a religious group? Whether you are Scientology, Scientology whatever, no one typically yeah, goes nobody, to a, a temple, a house of God to rob. 
So on, on not a Sunday when you're getting tithes, right? Exactly. Because like, if you are, you would do it on like a tithe day or like you would do it on a day where they just got an influx of money. It wouldn't occur to you to be like, yo, I'm going to go to this church on a Tuesday. Like, and, who and, the hell would know and that? And even if it's not even an insurance scheme or whatever, you brought it on based on how you are. He's so braggadacious. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're bragging all the time. Every time I see you, for me, as a, again, I'm not saying you shouldn't dress well as a pastor. I'm not saying you shouldn't have the fine things in life. But there's something that, there's something that's too much. And knowing that, yo, yeah. he's, he's, not even, he's not even a mega church. He's not a mega church It pastor. didn't look like a mega church. No, it's it's a did look, church. It did look like a small, it looked like he was looking like Seafair. church. Why you got to call out the church? No, that's how it was looking like. That set up. That's it how was it was looking. Like yeah. It's not, nothing upgraded. Nothing looking great. It's yeah. a small neighborhood church. So it's like, where are you getting all this money from? Why are you fronting this level? Are you doing scholarship for the for the people in your church? No. Again, you know, I swear, I normally watch American Gangsters, um, the the female edition. Uh-huh. It's on BET. And there's this pastor. She's, she's in jail now. Wow. And started off as like, oh, she got a calling of God, whatever. But as time went by, she was forcing her workers to do fraud. Nice. So she created fake businesses, like a fake traveling agency. And she has one of her um, churchgoers that works at a hotel. So the, the, she would have them, like, book fake rooms and use people information. She would have for her, her churchgoers work multiple jobs and for them to give her the money. Like, God directed me to do this. Like, many of them said that I worked three jobs and all my paycheck went to this woman. People First of all, I'm like, damn, how dumb were you to let this right, shit happen? Right, people blind. But, like, some people are that charismatic. Some people are that powerful. You know what I'm saying? And they also do prayer on the week. People who are desperate. People yeah. who don't have family. You don't have anyone to support, you know, to support people you. People need a miracle. You know, she was a mother figure to many of them because they didn't have mothers or, you know, whatever the situation was. So it's like she did so much fraud, took so many people's money, and I was low-key abusing them too. So whenever they don't give her what she wants, she kind of, like, abuse them and, like, Ugh. you know, like, put them out, whatever. Now she, long story short, she in jail. Is that that show, the, um, Trap Queens, that Kiki was hosting at the point? No, not Kiki. Oh. It was um, Lil' Kim that was oh, the voice. Okay. Um, okay. Um, I think it is Trap Queens. Mm-hmm. American Guest is Trap Queens. Mm-hmm. Um... But it's just like it happens on a lot of a lot of religious leaders and not just Christians. I know Christian is the most popular one, but a lot a lot of all other religions do Imams it too. Do it. Like the Scientology people do it. I mean the I was just talking about the documentary a few weeks ago with the Mormons, the fundamentalists, they do it too. Shit, I'm sure it's some uh, rabbis that ain't yeah, clean. Yeah, it's so much fraud with religion. Religion now is a business. It is. It's a business. It's tax exempt, baby. Yeah. Anything yeah. that's tax exempt, we gonna get on it in yeah. America. It's just that Christianity, Christian is like the easier one to do because it's like, you know, you don't have to memorize or learn Arabic. You know what I'm saying? Because you want to be a mom, you better learn to read the shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't fake that. Same with uh, Judaism. You exactly. Can't, you gotta learn the Torah. So see, I could be like, you know what? The Holy Spirit called me and go memorize a few verses and be like, I'm like the youth leader. Mama on P Valley. Oh, I don't watch P Valley. Oh, you don't watch yeah. P Valley? Uh, but yeah, anyone could do that. So it's just it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But we'll see. He, he had a little a little press, whatever, and he was crying and saying he's not fraud and blah blah blah. But let's see how you know. He says the devil is working against him. Let's see how this. I feel like out. it was awkward to do a press conference. Like, like who, who asked you? Who, who thinks, are you? Who thinks to do that? And then it's I don't know these little black blogs. They be amplifying people that don't need to be amplified. Y'all, mm-hmm. y'all gotta be y'all got way more power than y'all than y'all are aware of shade room. Okay, because y'all just be putting people on the page and then you just think like you just keep in, but now you've given them a platform to feel like I'm a I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna be 
infamous. I'm going to be this guy. Yeah. And it's like, nobody cares about you. I don't even care about this stupid ass church. The other thing I would say is like regarding religion, just be, because for me, I'm church searching. So I'm like, you have to be very careful. I got to a point where I'm like, I need to be very careful with where I go, where I go to worship, who is going to lay their hands upon me, who I'm going to go for leadership and spiritual counsel and advice. Like, don't just go to any church. Just go. don't go to any mosque, whatever. Make sure they're solid. Like, it's okay to church shop or yeah. mosque shop and like try different communities try you know do you agree with this you may not agree with every single thing but does your spirit align with it you know yeah i, I definitely feel the same way like it y'all gotta be careful especially all these spiritual leaders that think that they relationship relationship counselors now Lord. okay protect them from that spirit all right you guys so let's get into um one of our favorite segments Olodo of the week. An Olodo. Somebody who is a dumbass. Stupid. Makes poor decisions. Comparable to a donkey. Olodo Rabata. Woo! Goofass. You guys, so our Olodo of the week this week goes to Sesame Place. Not to be confused with Sesame Street. <laughs> okay, Sesame Place is a um, amusement theme park in Philadelphia that is derived from... Sesame Street, but they do not have direct affiliation, affiliation with Sesame Street. It's kind of something that they decided to do on their own, hence being called Sesame Place. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is like an amusement park, very similar to Disney World, maybe a little bit more low scale. And a couple of weeks ago, a woman came out and basically put them on blast for ignoring her black child. Mm-hmm. Um, the character of Rosita ignored that child. Mm-hmm. Then Sesame Place kind of came up with an excuse, and it was a really stupid bullshit lie. They said that in the costume, you can't see that low, uh-huh. that, which is dumb. But it's like, kid. Who Wait. the fuck else is coming to this park if not kids? kids so mm-hmm. you're supposed to see that low. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, they, they couldn't see that low, and then in the video, it wasn't that they were saying no to the baby. They were saying no to somebody trying to hold the baby um where a couple of weeks later after they said that or a couple of days later a bunch of people posted, posted videos. videos of and hilariously enough this exact same character doing the same thing and it's like like literally a few steps before you hugged other babies you waved and hugged white not white babies white babies, white babies and hugged them yep. and waved it and touched their hands but three steps later it's a black kid you literally like there's one that, you know, he literally, like, slapped like, the girl in the face. The baby. Like, girl, boom. That's your black, black ass. ass. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, so now they are actually being sued by a Baltimore family for $25 million. I think that's a lot. Um, and but hey, that's For racial discrimination. Now, I will say this. I'm going to say this. These people that begin hired to do some of these jobs, Lord. They could be anything. They could be sex offenders. Of course. They could be like racist. Because some people, you know, especially like, I don't know how many people know this, but um, like traveling carnivals Mm -hmm. is one of the few jobs registered sex offenders can get. No. Yeah. Like, so, so like people who do like traveling, like those people that be working it, Uh they may or may not be a sex offender. They are allowed to do those jobs, even Mm. though. You know, oddly enough, it's like, oh, you're within vicinity of kids. I think it's just like they don't they don't ask. It's mm-hmm. just like a, you know, don't ask, don't tell. Being a school janitor. Mm-hmm. People don't know that. Even though it's in a school, they do not check for sex offenders for the janitor. Wow. Right? So there's a lot of different jobs where people can have any type of affliction. They can be 
you know, racist, a sex offender, whatever. But I do think that it's just, you know, as a corporation, as an entity and as a brand, you have to make, you have to cross your T's and dot your I's. To me, I just feel like it's completely unacceptable that something like this is able to happen so many times. And it was never caught, like, it just was never talked about. Absolutely. Like, if this lady never just decided to post this shit, what would happen? We would- I, I would be hurt, too, as a parent, because I, I brought my child here because my child obviously loves this place. Yeah. And then you're right there in front of them, and you... It's one thing, it's like, oh, there's so much going on, you're busy, and it's like, okay, it's time for them to go. But you could tell, like, no, you ignored my child. And me, as a parent, I'm going to go to your face, like, hello. Exactly. Did like, you see can me? you wave? Like, you ignored my child. Yeah, I'm going to go. No, it, it, it's, it's definitely bogus. It, it's, it's ridiculous. And as you said, it's an organization that works with kids. That is, what do they call it when you kind of have, when you have conversation about racism, race and inclusion and stuff like Diversity that? Diversity training? Diversity training. I mean, hello, at this point, every job should provide, provide that for the employees. Literally, every job should provide that for the employees. First of all, I hate the term diversity training. All it is is teaching white people to stop being racist. That's, I know. I it's know. So, it's sad. I, I hate It's for that. white like, people. It's not for anybody we, else. We really sit here in these fucking meetings as non-white people and really be sitting here listening to full-on orchestrated, constructed trainings, teaching. That should be human nature. Teaching people how to be human to people of other races. Like, right. what the fuck? It really be like, gee, it's not even that deep. You ain't, you ain't even have to know this about me. You really could have just respected. Like, you did not. You don't even have to like me, Jesus. You don't do have to job. relate. Truth, truth be told, we don't have to relate. Do your job. We, it's just respect. We don't have to relate. Like, do you don't job. have to understand blackness to treat people like a human. Mm-hmm. So, it, it really is just kind of like, to me, they all deserve it. it, it it's just like, y'all are just all stupid. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot all of money, stupid. but it's one of those, like, Go ahead. Why not? If you could do twenty five billion, shit. If you could get it, why not? Okay, go for it. Go for it. But you are gonna split with them other people, or you like nah? You I feel like other do. people will start suing them too, because I feel like I feel like you know maybe in a few weeks or months another family will come up too. But, okay. Yeah. Let's say it's precedent. All right. Uh, let's go to our next segment for our care for the culture. It is it's, now. This is some black girl magic. It is thirteen-year-old um, Alina Annale Wicker, and she is the youngest black student accepted into medical school after one one year graduating from high school. She's going to Arizona State. Um, it says that at the age of two, she started reading, um, and that she also was accepted into some NASA program. Um, at age 12, she learned that she made she made history by being accepted into University of Alabama as well. Damn, girl, she is smart. Okay. Um, and she is the youngest black student to ever gain admission into U.S. into a U.S. medical school at age of 12. Now that is something. If that's not black magic, I don't know what that is. And you know, I saw a little clip of her talking. She's saying how she wants. Um, other black girls to have confidence to, you know, be part of STEM programs, mm-hmm. you know, math. And she wants them to be excited about math and engineering. Because sometimes, typically, when you hear about STEM, math, engineering, you may think of it as a boy thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or not as a, a black girl or as a black thing. Like, those are for the smart yeah. white kids, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, I mean, obviously, she's super smart because at the age of two, you're already reading. But okay. the fact that um, she's even in this space and wants to encourage other young girls to be part of this movement, that's amazing. That's what I like. You know, I like that she's using her platform for something positive. Like, she's, even when she was speaking, she, like, she was speaking so well. Oh, yeah. She was definitely like, oh, she's smart. You could tell how she made it. Like, yeah, like, she, she spoke no so girl. well. Exactly. So, which, you know, there's some smart kids that don't, they can't really do public speaking. Yeah. Um, or, like, they're just to themselves. So, I yeah. like that she's using her platform to want to encourage other young black girls um, to get into it. And you could be engineers. You, you could be scientists, you know. You be part of NASA, whatever it is that she wants to do, you could definitely do it. So, care for the culture absolutely goes to her, and good job to her parents as well. I know, right? To cultivate, you know, that's another thing for you to see that in your child and to cultivate it and nurture it. That's a whole nother level of work. Okay. Some parents see that their kids are smart, but they don't want to put in the effort to, to help it, it grow because yeah. you have to grow it. Yeah. If you don't grow it, you don't want to take the risk. Exactly. Because there's some people that be like, "My oh, she's too young to go to college." So people be like, oh, she's not ready. She's and, and, and I get it, you know, like okay, but you could still, you could still give her like a, you know, a young adult life without, you know, putting her too much into that college life. Like obviously she's not gonna be, she's not gonna live in a dorm. I'm gonna be real. I honestly, I'm, I, I would think like, hmm, as a parent, would I let my kid go that far? The reason why I'm okay with it because in Nigeria that's how it was. You know, if I went to, if I finish high school in Nigeria, I'll be done with. Um, um, high school at the age of 15, 15 year olds are in universities. 14 year olds are in universities. Yeah. However, I would say in her situation, no, she should not stay in the dorm because obviously, mm-hmm. no, that's not going to be legal. But can she go? And she's not the first one, obviously. No, she's But can not she the go first. take her classes and come back home and, you know, go in the park and play? Absolutely. I think about it because it's like now you got your education, what you want to do? Because it's not like you about to be hired the as a doctor. The is the limit. You're not about to be hired for a doctor for at least 10 years. So what you going to do now? And I feel like, if anything, it actually gives her more room to do other stuff. So let's say, okay, she's in medical school. She gets her whatever, and damn, she's just 19. Okay, she could get her PhD. Or she could figure out to do being some... It, I feel like, if anything, it gives her more room to be like, I've done this that I'm super mm-hmm. smart in. Let me try a different major. You I know do. I will say this. I do want my child to experience life. Like, I don't want to feel like they're so, like... And go, not to go, enjoy go, the little go, things. Go. Absolutely. I, you know what I mean? As as much as it's like whatever, like don't live in a dorm, I wouldn't change living in the dorm experience. That was an experience I wouldn't trade. But not at the age of 12. I, but you get what I'm saying? But if she already doing that at 12, when's she going to get to do so it? So which is why I said that if she's open until she graduates, when she graduates mm-hmm. at 15, maybe 18, whatever, and she's like, you know what, I want to go get another degree because mm-hmm. you have that much time to get another degree. Yeah. She could be like, oh, I'm going to, you could get how many ba- as much bachelor's degrees you want to get. Right. You know what I'm saying? You could do whatever you want. So if that's the case, then she could get another bachelor's degree and get that dorm experience. Mm-hmm. I do get what you're saying. It's like, especially at a young age, it's like, damn, you're now on this super go, 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 go. Yeah. Would you get to really be a kid? And yeah. it's up to that parent to really try and balance it out for them. Yeah. It's not, that's the, where the parent's yeah. job comes in. Because it's kind of like, that's where, that's children's social yeah. circle. Like, where else are they making friends? But at the same time, school? if she's that gifted to get into mm-hmm. medical school, not every kid is this gifted. Hey, my, my child's 16 months, he ain't reading shit. <laughs> like, and, I'm not, and I know he's gifted, but he's yeah. not reading. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I am not pressuring him to read at all, you know? But if 
the child is gifted to that level, of course, take advantage advantage of that. Um, I mean, she may be the one to find the cure for cancer it is or AIDS or whatever. It is honestly ups and downs to that. Like just it's as ups a, and downs to everything a, in life. No, it is. But I, I would say, as like an educator, I will be wary. Of, like I do tell people, like it is a, it's it's a it's a plus and minus. Of you know course. what I mean? Because it's like you really have to be careful about how you alter your child's social interactions. Of course. Um, because, you know, even people that be like, oh, I'm homeschooling my kid. I'm like, that sounds great in theory, but you have to make sure that you are doing the work to make sure that they, they have are, those social they're assimilated. Skills. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like, Because people just be like, oh, I'm going to just teach my kid, blah, blah, whatever. And it's like, I think people sometimes ignore Like, your child is just not... They're not just the offspring of you. They're not just like these... They're part of society. They're part of society. And, of society. and it is part of parents' responsibilities to raise somebody that can be an upstanding citizen of society. Absolutely. So I think that it's like, I, I, I mean, I love that she's she's brilliant, you know, yeah. obviously, but I hope, I do hope that they're finding moments for her to still be A kid. 13. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, she, absolutely, she's still going to go through her crushes phase. And, you know, it is true because she's like, okay, if you're taking college classes, where would you find your crush and what all that mean? kind of stuff? Yeah, who are for you me, talking to? For me, if my child is in that level, in that situation... I would either hire somebody, maybe, you know, a caretaker or a babysitter to go to class with them. Like, I wouldn't have them be in class by themselves. Oh, that's there. awkward. They, I mean, if you want to go to medical school, you're not going to just be, or whatever college situation you want to be in. They don't have to sit together, but I want someone to have their eye on my child because, again, it is yeah. a 12-year-old with 18, 19, 20, 21 years. I would let my kid do it, to be honest. Because you know, 12 I'm, in medical school, is like you seeing dead bodies, you're doing, cal- you're doing a bunch of mature but ass shit. But if her brain is intelligent enough that to That don't mean she's mature enough. Of course, of course, which is why, again, we could argue back and forth. Yeah. And, you know, we're not parents of the child. It's never going to, we're all going to do things differently. Yeah. But again, for me, if my child has the opportunity, and I see that they're intelligent to that certain level. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it, it, even with when I was saying when she was even speaking, you could tell, like, oh, there's a level of maturity that she does have. Because, I mean, we went to throw away. There are a lot of kids that they were super smart. That This girl, she's a twin. Simone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want to say her name. But girl, social skills, zero. Yeah. yeah you know what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? Her brother, too, was awkward, mm-hmm. but super smart. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But some kids are like, okay, there's somewhat of a balance. Now, am I saying she's super mature to be ready for real life and all that? Absolutely not. She still needs to grow through the regular yeah. stuff. But, you know, as a parent, what way would I find a way to, like, okay, especially if she's really passionate to want to do this, what would I do as a parent to kind of balance it out? I get her a tutor. You know what I'm saying? That's how I would handle it. I, like, I would have someone. I would yeah. have her, like, you know, get as much spirit as she can while yeah. she's trying to find a balance. It's going to be hard, but even it regular kids, hard. it's too hard for even regular kids. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Hard. Like, it's hard for regular kids, nonetheless. <laughs> it's never going to be a perfect situation. Whether yeah. you go to college at the age of 20, 16, 25, heck, you getting your master's right now, it's still some situation yeah. you're like, damn, this is hard. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's still going to be something. But I just wanted to highlight her. Like, it is a great thing. That is beautiful. Black girl magic at a very young age to do this because not everyone can do it, you mm-hmm. know. And just to have a platform and talk about it and encourage others, that is absolutely great. Thanks. Uh, anything else you'd like to add? Um, yum, 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 no, not really. I think we have come to the end of the episode. Awesome, awesome. Well, I don't really have much with my quote. My quote is practical. It's, it's really easy, um, and it's, I think is what I have been thinking about um, recently, especially with me, um, you know, being a full-time entrepreneur. And it simply is be at peace, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes, um, you know, our minds, our heads, life, 
it's like peace. My overall goal is to have peace and happiness. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, no matter how much wealth, you know, we talk about we want to live this certain lifestyle, want to be rich and stuff. But it's like, you see some people who are wealthy and they don't have peace. Yeah. So my quote is just be at peace. Be mm. at peace with whatever you're doing, whatever whatever decision you make with your relationship, with your life. Be a most of all, be at peace within yourself, with your spirits. Be at peace. But when so when you're at peace, you're able to make better decisions. You know yeah, what I'm your life would be better when you are at peace and not chaotic. You can think better. Yes. So guys, thank you for tuning in. Um, listen to our episodes, y'all. Follow us on the social media. Please do it. Cross X okay. Culture Podcast on Instagram. Please do share our share our podcast to your mamas, your aunties. Everyone can listen share to this. Share our post, get our algorithm engagement. Please, up. please, please do. We appreciate y'all. And this is Cross, Cross Culture. Culture.